0: What is good, everyone, and welcome to the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm here with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. We have a loaded (laughs) show for you guys today, but as always, we will break down the weekly shows, going over any stories from all the different promotions. We will be interviewing indie wrestler Mickey Rose, reacting to WWE's Elimination Chamber, plus Uh. the dummy yeah (laughs) moment of the week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WJTW19. And Give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to the show. Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week? Very loaded news week.
1: Yes, this was a very
0: busy news week. But, Kyle, there was only one story that I wanted to
1: talk about today. And it has been one that has been well overdue. Finally, The Undertaker will be inducted into the Hall of Fame the night before WrestleMania night one which is friday april 1st uh he's gonna headline this year's class of 2022 this has been so overdue for so long um the guy was was with wwe for 30 years at at the top really i mean never once to my knowledge was he just a lower mid-card guy every time undertaker was involved in something it was treated like the main event um one of the most respected guys in the business as well. You don't hear a lot of bad stories about him outside of wrestling. So, the man, Mark Calloway, the character, the Undertaker. Uh, this is well overdue, and congrats. I, my, my childhood feels complete now seeing him go into the Hall of Fame.
0: It's it's crazy. We're, we're in the sixth grade now. He's in the Hall of Fame,
1: dude. It how it, old it,
0: we're getting, dude? It <laughs> just shows how much wrestling is changing too. Like, mm-hmm. dude, the Undertaker will never be forgotten. Probably the. I mean. The best character WWE's ever had, hands down. The, I mean, the greatest gimmick, probably yeah. in wrestling. Probably History. in wrestling, yeah. Just because, like, the presence of it, the entrance, like how mm-hmm. he played it off. You know, he rolled the eyes back. That it, it was all done in perfection. It, he yep. made the tag team scene important. You yep. know, when he was a tag team with Kane and mm-hmm. you know, a couple others. But man, he's there's just no one like him. And I knew that was gonna be your story. So uh, I'm glad you brought it up, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that is, um, that's awesome. Uh, So I do want to say before we move on, we all know about the Cody Rhodes situation. Um, If you listen to the whole interview later in the show, we will put our thoughts there. So we're not Mm going to talk about it here. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, Dylan. So I will focus on free agent news. Impact Wrestling has announced Rachel Ellering and Josh Alexander are no longer under contract. Starting with Ellering, massive loss for the Impact Women's division. Mm -hmm. The potential payoff with her and Jordan Grace breaking up, man, that feud would have been massive. Huge babyface moment for Ellering, but just doesn't pay off. I don't understand, really. Um, I, I think it's more on her side than Impact, but I just thought the fit was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big L-Ring fan. I hope she finds a new home soon. And what else can you say about Josh Alexander? Top performer in the world right now. They need to do anything they can to get him back immediately. He's too big of talent to lose. And uh, Impact needs to finish that moose story. Mm-hmm. Two major talents potentially gone from Impact. Uh, we are going to predict where they go another time. But Dylan, mm-hmm. what do you think about them just not being under contract?
1: Yeah, I mean, the like, like you said about the L-Ring... Um, loss. I mean, that's big for that division. I feel like the women's division over there definitely needs as much star power as they can get. Yeah. Uh, the Josh Alexander story is actually pretty interesting. I don't know if you heard this. So Josh Alexander is actually from Canada yeah. and his work visa expired too. Mm-hmm. So he actually had commitments in the States that he can no longer do until he gets all that stuff figured out. Yep. So I'm wondering if that also played into his contract expiring and maybe they're just happened to be around the same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: my guess, and I, I know we'll do a full episode in a few weeks, but I, I think Alexander will ultimately end up staying with impact once he gets his visa stuff figured out, but definitely two
0: massive losses right now. Yeah. Dude, two massive losses. Like Dylan said, uh, mm-hmm. we will predict at another time, like we said, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, impact probably, but you know, maybe in the no- next few weeks, Dylan, yeah, we'll our see. opinion will change. So mm-hmm. uh, big news week. Also, WWE contacted Stone Cold about a potential match, so we'll see if that happens. But yeah. um, Very busy right. week. Very busy week. <laughs> uh, so, AEW this week. Um, we're going to start with Rampage, because that was actually pretty solid this week. Adam Cole defeated 10. Powerhouse Hodge defeated Dante Martin to qualify for the face of the Revolution match. Great match. Jay White, in his debut match, defeated Trent Beretta. I, it was my favorite match of the night. Very <laughs> solid main event. Trent Beretta is so underrated. Yeah. Um, dynamite, I, I'm not going to say it was the fifth bad week in a row, but it was good. Not great. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the great things about it, Brian Danielson defeated Lee Moriarty and without question, the best match on the show, hands down, mm-hmm. uh, low qualifies for the face of a revolution match against max caster. Don't understand why they have claimed not to lose every match and he couldn't have done it against someone like Fuego, but you know, I, or even Danhausen. Like, I don't know why Max (laughs) Castor has to lose every time. Like, Bowen lose every time. I don't get it. But, you know, hopefully there's payoff for them in the future. Uh, Sammy Guevara defeated Darby Allen to retain his TNT title. Thanks to Andrade El Idolo in a match I thought was good. But the talent of these two can put on a way better match than what we got. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I think it was the theme of the night. Good, not great. Anyway... Dylan, we opened up with Dynamite with one of the biggest shockers of the year, maybe in the last three decades. Okay? A CM Punk promo! <laughs> wow, dude, Your a dick. CM Punk promo. <laughs> I've only seen that 95 times since he's gone, but you know, um, I think this is number 96 <laughs> of the promos that, that he has done. But anyway, he announced that he will be facing MJF in a dog collar match at Revolution. Uh, Doing a stipulation like this makes me think CM Punk may get his win back, but Mm -hmm. honestly, this match is not going to be as good, in my opinion, as the first one, and even then, I thought it was just a little above subpar, so I'm not sure how I feel about this. Even AEW fans are kind of thinking this is dragging a little bit done but uh i want to get your thoughts on it
1: yeah i i, I remember telling you a couple weeks ago that if the dynamite match was the only match they were going to have i was okay with it um now i think the prospect of a dog collar match definitely intrigues me because it's 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 a match that you don't see that often i mean we see strap matches all the time but dog collar matches for those who don't know they're not just tied by each other uh on the wrist it's around the neck so it's definitely
0: the the fourth one AEW's done third or fourth
1: i'm not entirely sure i know this is a match that was very popular way back in the day i think uh in his promo he mentioned like roddy piper wrestled a match similar to this he's been brought up in a lot of these one of the 97 promos that kyle likes to talk about yeah 96 oh sorry 96 but um, I want to uh, kind of take a shot at you. Uh, you always seem to find a way to not only dog CM Punk, well, but my guy Danhausen as well. That man did nothing to you. You don't have to bring him up like that.
0: He's just not even that good.
1: Oh, Kyle, stop. Hey, dude, he's
0: not. Like, he doesn't bring any value to this division. We, okay, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Would you rather see Danhausen or Brian Cage?
1: I'd rather see Brian Cage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, one, but one last
0: thought before we move on. Um,
1: I'd rather watch an okay dynamite show than a lot of things that WWE produces on a regular basis. That's yeah, just kind they, of the, the level that they've that's but yeah but that's the bar that they've set that we're so used to seeing great that when you say we had a good show
0: you sound disappointed. That's just the bar that well, they've Yeah, set but for AEW has the good enough roster down that they should be putting banger banger oh, banger. Oh, 100%. Banger. And the thing is like we know WWE's bad. Everyone knows like their yeah. their product's not good. So AEW, this is their opportunity to be great, but they're not. And that's I, what's frustrating.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. But even at AEW's mediocre,
0: as as you say, they've been the last few weeks, it's still better than WWE. You can't deny yeah, that. But, yeah, but you and I could put on a show and probably be just as good as WWE. RGM modes. Yeah, I'm I know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which will be fired back up in March, baby. woo It will. Anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> stay tuned for that. Anyway, yep. um, so that is AEW this week. Um, good, not great, but uh, I really did like the, uh, the Trent Beretta match, and you liked the Dante Martin uh, power. Yep. Very interesting. Uh, three big guys so far, Keith Lee, Hobbs, and uh, Wardlow in the uh, Face of the Revolution match so far. I think yeah. that's very interesting. They're kind of doing it like that NXT match um at that takeover because you know the big guys and i mean they're they're probably going to add maybe something like Pac. i don't yeah. know, think of who else they would add but it's going to be a good mix and man that match is going to rule anyway uh Dylan, would you like to go into the wwe news
1: so from when you said that aew was good not great this week uh yep. wwe was uh not bad but terrible this week oh, so no, um, smackdown was unwatchable Yeah, SmackDown was so bad that they didn't even do it live.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with Raw. Let's start with Raw, though. So Raw was actually –
1: it was okay, I guess, compared to what we got on SmackDown. In Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Hometown, baby. Naptown. Um, I didn't go. Kyle I didn't, didn't either. go either. Yep. <laughs>
2: um,
1: but anyway, so Damian Priest successfully defended his United States title against AJ Styles in a pretty competitive match. Um, but WWE cares so little about the U.S. title that they keep giving it away on free TV, and I haven't seen Priest on a pay-per-view. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't seen Damian Priest on a premium live event in quite some time i'd like to see this title get defended um on a show that matters hey, hey but...
0: dylan uh, since you know a little bit more than me about you know raw and stuff can you tell me the the i don't want to say the now? can you tell me the reason why aj is losing a u.s title match going into a wwe title elimination J doesn't that hurt his momentum yeah. going
1: in that match 100 percent. if first off like if you don't want him to take that loss for a title, just don't even have the match. Exactly. One. It's
0: just weird timing.
1: Yeah. Secondly, if you're going to have a U.S. title match the Monday before Elimination Chamber, if you want to make AJ seem like a big threat, put the belt on him. Have him go into that chamber as a champion of some yeah. kind. So then it's like, hey, I plan on walking out of here with two belts, baby. Yeah, AJ, two belts.
0: They haven't done Priest while well at all. They've ruined him.
1: Yeah. Like Even though Priest is a champion, like I said, he hasn't had a meaningful feud In a long time, his matches are just weekly. Like, he's defending the title and winning, yes. He's wrestling AJ Styles. That's not a bad spot to be on, and the match itself was actually pretty good. But it's meaningless. Like, there was no build to this. It was just, oh, Priest is defending against AJ Styles. It was a fine match, though. Anyway, moving on.
0: Yeah, we'll get to the other mid card in a little bit. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's pretty pretty mid. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins did defeat Randy Orton in singles action. Uh, Alexa Bliss, Kyle, completed her uh, therapy, and her reward is being put inside Elimination Chamber. Hmm. It's great writing right there. Yeah, Did Didn't I rant a couple weeks ago about how these people didn't qualify for their matches? They just got put in. Where's Oscar? That's fair. Right here. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Bianca Belair won a gauntlet match that featured um, all the women except Alexa Bliss, <laughs> oh, apparently. Dude. Rhea um, was so
0: good. Rhea
1: lasted 44 minutes in this gauntlet match. She started it, almost ran the table, but Bianca did get the win. Um, And this was to decide who got to enter last in the chamber. So Bianca, as we will talk about later, (laughs) was the last entrant. Uh, And Lita and Becky Lynch did have a contract signing to make their match official. Yeah, It's just a pro wrestling thing. We have to have the formal contract signing, even though we know the match is going to fucking happen. (laughs) I um, know, <laughs> I don't get it. I... I've never understood it, but the thing is, is like if the promos are good, like I'm, o- I'm okay with it. And we've Lita's seen... been killing it. Lita Lita's has been, been on amazing. Lita has been amazing since she's come back. She's been a bright spot. Um, really, that was it for Monday Night Raw. Okay. Um. So, Kyle, you want to talk about your indie segment or? No oh, 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 way! I'm <laughs> forgetting about SmackDown. No. All right. Well. <laughs> um. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to just start with the worst thing that happened on this show. Okay. There was a promo between Roman Reigns and Goldberg. That's uh, all I have to say. It was, they just talked. And that's Roman, it. Roman said, acknowledge me. And Goldberg said, well, I, acknowledge, next, that, I acknowledge that you're next. And uh, dude, how can we go from, so WWE built a Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins match at the Royal Rumble in three to four weeks and made it fucking golden. The buildup to that match was incredible. You have the same timeline here, and no one gives a shit about it. What's well, Goldberg? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, anyway, there was also a contract signing for the women's tag <laughs> match, where <laughs> Ronda Rousey Ronda Rousey agreed to wrestle their match um, at Elimination Chamber with one arm tied behind her back, <laughs> which I have a <clears throat> comment to say about that when we break interesting. It down. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, Because Sonia's still in a sling, and it was supposed to play off, make it fair. Uh, There was also a very bad botch. If anyone who circled the internet in wrestling this week, uh, Ronda was supposed to hit Charlotte's face off the table, leading to a brawl. The face was about three feet away from making contact with said table. It was by far the worst spot (laughs) ever. So much that WWE scrambled the entire week to edit this thing and cut and paste to make it look like it was more believable. It fucking sucked.
0: There's no way around it. Yeah. Uh,
1: In light news, Ricochet did beat Sheamus. So Ricochet is getting a win. That's the only bright spot about it. It's not going to lead to anything. And finally, Sami Zayn did defeat Shinsuke Nakamura to become the Intercontinental (laughs) Champion. I have no issue with Sami Zayn becoming champion. Here's my beef with this. Not only did they give this title change away on free TV, not a pay-per-view, so the title change meant nothing. They gave it away on free TV that was taped a week in advance, so the result was already out. It yep. made that moment even less special for Sami Zayn, which I hate, who just signed a new contract with WWE, and everyone was super excited. This is what he's going to get, guys. Like, it, it, it sucks. I love the guy. He's so good in the ring. Like... <sighs> If, if they don't even care as much to put it on live TV, let why alone should we a care? why should we care? Exactly. So, But anyway, Sami Zayn is the IC champion. Um, uh,
0: two comments let's about see that. see what happens. Yeah. Two comments about that. Um, so, Shinsuke Nakamura mm-hmm. and his time as being champion, which one of the worst title reigns ever, he That's defended correct. it once since September. Yep. He defended it once. The worst part about it. No, two bad things about this. One, it's probably, I have heard and seen it could lead to Boogs Nakamura at WrestleMania. And. Say it. I know. What you we're want to say, we're say leading it. to Sami Zayn uh-huh. versus Johnny Knoxville. Yep. For the IC. T- what are you doing, dude? Johnny. Dude. Johnny's going over, brother. So Johnny Knoxville is more important than everyone else on your roster. That is what you are telling us right now. Like it, it's just, it's complete. It's so bad. This whole mid card, they need to get rid of those titles. They need to, because yeah. everyone who has them looks bad. Yeah. It's just there for the, like the history at this point, like get rid of them. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm serious. Get rid of them.
1: Yeah, they need to they need to rework that division very bad. It's terrible. The, the sad thing is, is it's, it's not too long ago that the United States title felt like it was super important when Cena was doing his Open Challenge every week, Nothing which was putting than on that. bangers. Yep, yep. When the Miz was IC champion not too long ago, that title felt like it was the most important thing at times because Brock was champion and was never there, so like the Miz felt like super important. It's not too long ago that these things happened. I don't understand, like, how they just frayed so far away well, from
0: it. Well, put the matches in the main event on SmackDown sometime. We don't need Roman all the time in the main event. I agree put, with you. Put, put him on pay for
1: in the main... Oh, yeah. Premium live event. Oh, hey,
0: Dylan. Let's not get crazy here. But uh, uh-huh. just put him in the – just either put him on the main show on a premium live event or just put him – Dylan, SmackDown main event, boom, yeah. done. Have Roman start the show. Yeah. Have – I guess Zayn now have good matches with, uh, Nakamura. Like your guy, Sheamus. Yeah. Nakamura. You have Ricochet. You yeah. have Cesaro. Like, There's a lot of talent that could yeah. go for that belt and make that belt mean something. And they just, they just say, nah, let's put Johnny Knoxville in like, dude. So dumb, Brother. So dumb. Anyway. So that's WWE this week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay. Don, are you ready to segue into the Indies this week? Very interesting stuff. I got. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So, uh, This week, I'll be highlighting Generation Championship Wrestling. Uh, They had their All-Women's Diamond Cup Tournament in Tampa Bay a few weeks ago. And what a night it was! So, for time purposes, I won't highlight the whole night, but the best matches and the most important moments. So, uh, Heather Monroe defeated Sandra Moore in a very, very good match. Uh, Maserati defeated Catalina Perez... Which is a name we've heard on the show a couple times in first yep. round action. Second round, Perez did cost Maserati a match to the Notorious Mini. I love the storytelling there. You know, from the last round, cost her in the next round. That sets up a feud. Storytelling 101. Incredible stuff. Heather Monroe defeated Kelsey Heather with an eye poke into an inverted DDT combo. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, Kelsey Reagan defeated Aramis Blair in non-tourney singles action. But in the finals, Dylan, Heather Monroe defeated Jordan Blade in a wicked final to capture the Diamond Cup. Won't highlight one match this week because every match was really, really good. Please check out this event on YouTube because every match was Really good, like I said, and honestly, the whole event ruled. Congrats to Heather Monroe, top-notch competitor that hopefully is on notice for every top promotion. Make sure to check out GCW on YouTube, as well as my MVP <clears throat> uh, is Catalina Perez. Uh, she just took out the most, Dylan, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, from her entrance to her really good ring work, she just feels and looks like a mega star. Yep. She looks like a million bucks. I hope she gets a big time push from a big time promotion one day because she deserves, she deserves it. And everything's there for her. Catalina Perez, by the way, is the tag partner
1: of who uh, has been yep. on the show in the past. So uh, big shout out to her. Uh, Maserati, I believe also is going to wrestle for uh, Vixen's uh, wrestling revolution. The promotion that Scott Bruce owns. Yeah. So, uh, couple names that definitely have been mentioned on this show before, <laughs> so I'm happy you highlighted them again. Big shout-out to those guys, uh, those
0: girls. Yeah, dude, everything was fantastic here. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, I mean, I, MVP could have been everyone on the show. Uh, Aramis Blair's really good. Kelsey Reagan's good. Adam Monroe. But uh, Catalina Perez, Dylan, just stuck out a yep. little bit more than everyone else. But uh, all right, Dylan, what is your hot take this week?
1: Yeah, my hot take this week, um, after watching Elimination Chamber, I realized how stupid it is that WrestleMania is two nights. I don't know why it just fucking hit me how dumb it is. Um, Let me get this straight, Kyle. So you're a big college basketball fan, college football fan. You and I are both pro football fans. Uh, How many uh, games is the Super Bowl? Uh, It is one. One game. Okay. How many games is the college basketball national championship?
0: Uh, The championship itself is
1: one. One game. Okay. Uh, How about uh, college football national championship? Well, the national title game's one. One game, right? Yep, yep. Okay. Damn. They all feel important. Now, I get it. The World Series is a seven-game series. That's different. Basketball, seven-game series. That's different. Stanley Cup's a little different by the way those leagues are set up and how the playoff format is. I'm a big fan of one-and-dones, Kyle. You're going to promote this thing as the Super Bowl of your promotion, right? Yep. Well, I don't think we play the second half of the Super Bowl on Monday, do we? No. 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 We don't do the uh, – so, wait, you're telling me we don't do the first half of the game on Saturday, the halftime show on Sunday, and then the rest
0: of the game on Monday? No. Oh. It's just to put butts in seats, two nights. That's it. It's fucking stupid. You want, know.
1: It makes – the okay, so two-night WrestleManias, here's my take. It makes the show itself feel less special. If it yes. was just one night – even if you did 12, 13 matches, fuck it. It's one night. It's WrestleMania. Make it feel more important and make it one night because – when you do two nights, something's going to overshadow the other. It's bound to happen. Each match, like, yes, they might get a little longer run times. Something's going to get overshadowed. It's bound to happen. People are going to care about one night more than the other. You and I don't even get together for both nights because we have other things to do in our lives. So usually we only get together for night two. This is the third year in a row it's been like this, guys. Go back to one night. It's not a bad format to have it one night. If something's not broke, you don't fix it. You did it for 35 years. What the fuck are we doing? One night WrestleMania. That's what I want. Start it at six and have it go on to 11. Yeah, 30. I have no issue with this thing being five hours long. Everyone bitched about it a couple of years ago. Dude, it was five hours of WrestleMania. I wasn't mad about it. Were you? And, well, no. It's well, As long as it's good. Yeah, like if, it's, a, if, it's, it's, if it's good, I don't give a shit if it's five hours. Exactly. I just want, I just want good wrestling.
0: But... They just want to put you butts and seats in that stadium yeah, for two nights, so and that's it.
1: Surprised right Jerry Jones allowed it to be two nights, probably,
0: but he probably wanted a boatload of money for it. But anyway. oh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, so Dylan, my hot take this week will be concerning Impact's No Surrender event, which takes place tonight and actually a couple hours. Uh, mm-hmm. first of all, the card looks fantastic, and we'll check out the show either tonight or maybe even early next week. Uh, anyway. Uh, they announced an open challenge match. Diana Perazo will be defending either the AAA women's title or the ROH women's title because she does have both. She beat, she defeated Roxy, so, who apparently Dylan signed a WWE contract this week. Yep. So Roxy to WWE probably is happening. Anyway, not important. So my hot take this week is that the woman who should accept this challenge and go after the AAA women's title is free agent Ivelisse. Mm-hmm. Listen, I know she has a history of locker room and attitude issues. I know that. I-, I followed her for a very, very long time, but she is an incredible worker who deserves another chance in a big spot. She was big in Lucha Underground. Um, you know, she was working with guys like in Helico uh you know she even did some good stuff in aew mm-hmm. she has experience in big matches and since roh is taking over impact do a swerve because everyone expects it to be a former roh women's wrestler going after the roh ones tonight because it's basically roh taking over impact story so do a swerve mm-hmm. defend the AAA a one's title ivalese is capable unbelievable to have a great match with Deanna that could steal the show tonight. So my hot take: believe should be the one to uh, take that spot and go after the AAA, not the ROH, to uh, kind of enhance the night a little bit, so it's not so impact ROH. I agree with you.
1: I think I think that might be the reason why they said it's going to be an. I-
2: <clears throat> like,
1: take your pick because everyone thinks it's too, too predictable that oh the ROH title is going to get defended. Yeah, well, the fact that she is a champion of both, not both titles aren't going to be on the line. It does open the door for a potential non-ROH or former ROH wrestler to step up and take the other belt. I like it.
0: I'm, I'm all for it. I hope they do it. No, yeah, me too. Uh, are you going to be watching the event or kind of keeping your eye on it?
1: At, I won't be watching it live, uh, but I do plan on like watching highlights and stuff, so maybe we could do like a brief coverage of it next week. Um, yeah. I'd like yeah. to talk about some highlights for
0: sure. Okay, um, so that is the hot takes of the week. Pretty good stuff. I don't I do I don't like the tonight. I, yeah, it needs to go good. away. Go back. Yeah. All right, Dylan. Uh, God, it's time for our Elimination Chamber Reactions. Can't wait. As always, we will highlight every match and give a star rating at the end. Um, I will go into more detail with the chamber matches because there's just a lot going on. Uh, but we will have a lot to discuss. So, um, we are going to start with a match that I didn't even know that was on the pre-show. I thought it was on the <laughs> actual match. Uh, that mm-hmm. was Miz versus Rey Mysterio. All I know is Rey Mysterio won. And, uh, Dome, would you like to say the rest?
1: Yeah, he, he won with a roll-up.
0: <laughs> that was, I mean, that was, that was basically it.
1: Um, I only caught the tail end of it because, again, like you, I thought it was going to be on the main show. I don't yeah. usually watch the pre-show. Uh, I know. to WWE uh, premium live events. But I happened to just turn on Peacock at like 11.50 Eastern time uh, here in the States. And the match was going on. And I'm like, oh, well, this is very important. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, they, um, they didn't care about it. Yeah, um,
1: no, but Ray Mysterio did win with a roll-up after a uh, Dominic distraction. Yeah, that was it.
0: Uh, and before we move on, So later in the night, there was a a backstage segment, including the Miz. So the Miz said he wants to challenge Ray and Dominic with a tag team partner of his own. And so, Dylan, I don't know if you know who this is, Mm -hmm. who they have plans for, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's not who we think it is. It's not Cody Rhodes. He's an international star. Yeah. Um, so who they have planned, it's going to be Dominic and Rey Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Yeah. So, listen, do you care about that at all?
1: No. Um, this storyline would probably make make me care more if John Morrison was still with the fucking company. Exactly. That would have, have more sense.
0: That, right? that's, that's just a good
1: match. <laughs> That'd be a fun match, The Mysterios versus Miz and Morrison. I yeah. would pay to see that. The Absolutely. Miz or the, the Mysterials versus The Miz and Logan Paul? No. Who cares? Don't get it. It doesn't do anything for anybody. No. Logan yeah. Paul can sell a stunner, though. He, he can. He that. did great. He did, <laughs> but I don't
0: care about the seam in a match, do you? No. No. Okay. No. Well, not we're in agreement there. Anyway, so we kicked off the show. Uh, maybe to some surprise, not to me. I think it was smart. The Universal title match was a favorite of Dylan's uh, Roman Reigns <laughs> versus. Goldberg. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to highlight some things here. Uh, What are you going to highlight?
1: This match was eight minutes.
0: I didn't even think it was that long. Uh, (laughs) I thought it was like four. I know. I think I was too generous. Uh, Roman did end up retaining the title after making Goldberg pass out. Pretty physical match at some points. Uppercuts and elbows that look solid. Goldberg's first spear actually looked decently good, I thought. Uh, Unfortunately, in every Goldberg match, it's a finisher fest in resting spots. No real story being told. The pace was slow as expected, but there was no real momentum swings. And there was no moment of, oh my goodness, Goldberg has a chance to win this match, which no. we'll get to later. But there, there was none of that. No. This was short, but that this didn't need to happen. No. This was a waste of time. I'm not even sure why you booked this match just to make Goldberg look weak who they book ahead of your whole roster. So what does that say about your whole roster if Goldberg looks weak? yep. It This, to me, it, it doesn't do anything for Roman. It doesn't do anything for Goldberg. I, I, I didn't care for it at all. Actually, I hated it. I mean, how do you think I feel? <laughs> <laughs> this match,
1: like you said, was a waste. I would have rather seen a Rollins-Wayne rematch. Yeah. Uh, which would have been more competitive, which would have been fine. Even if Roman did get the victory, there was no point for this. It was stupid. No. Goldberg has become a part of these Saudi Arabia shows ever since they've done them. And the thing is, is I get it. He is, from a mainstream standpoint, he's a big name. I get yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so putting him on these shows makes sense. Don't put him in title matches, please. Yeah. We've, we, have they not learned their lesson? Like, he, he ruined Bray Wyatt. He's in a meaningless match here with Roman Reigns. Like, let's just stop doing this, please. Didn't he beat Kevin Owens, too, at Saudi Arabia? Not at Saudi Arabia, but he did beat Kevin Owens for the universal title. Gotcha. Um, so, like, if Goldberg is going to be an attraction, just make him an attraction. Don't make him a title contender because it's a waste of time.
2: I uh, mean, have him
1: have him lose to Ridge Holland. Yeah, have, have, Yeah, have him squash ridge holland have him squash madcap moss
0: fucking someone that i don't give a shit about we'll get to madcap but uh anyway dylan what'd you give it
1: a 1.2 i
0: i gave a 1.4 so i was actually pretty generous i thought but uh i mean roman roman was the best part of this match he sold well And goldberg's first beer i thought was good but you know but i think just... it was
1: i think it was more uh, roman carried this little bit of a match Yeah, but it still wasn't impressive. No, no. It wasn't a good match by any means,
0: but Roman was the best part. Yeah, but that doesn't say much.
1: No. Anyway. I could have been the best part.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) So, we're going to move on. Oh, my goodness. The Women's Elimination Chamber number one contenders match. The winner will go on to face Becky Lynch Mm -hmm. or Lita (laughs) at WrestleMania. So, Dylan, we started... This was so weird. So we started with Nixon Cruz versus Liv Morgan, even though Alexa came out last. So those two were just standing there as Alexa came out and she goes in the pod. It was just strange. Anyway, uh, Liv pushes Nixon into the pod. Then Nixon drives Liv into the chamber structure. Out comes Piper Neven. I'm not calling her that name. Comes out next, headbutts uh, Nixon, then drives Spine first into the chamber. I did like how Neven just came out and dominated both superstars. They were Mm -hmm. treating her like a powerhouse, which I did like. Out comes Rhea. Once her and Neven face off, that's just a match that I want to see. Like, I don't want Dewdrop. I want Piper versus Rhea, and man, that would be good. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, Rhea eliminates Nixon. Thank goodness. Out comes Alexa. The crowd was red hot for her. Liv turns the tide with a double stomp to the back of Alexa. That was pretty cool. Uh, Piper just pushes Liv into the pod, and she takes a really nasty fall. But uh, Liv turns it around, hits the top rope sunset flip that she loves to do to Piper. Piper sold it so well, too, Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: uh, gets the one, two, three. So uh, Piper is eliminated. Um, Out comes Bianca. She dominates everyone to no surprise. Again, when Bianca and Rhea come out, it just feels like a WrestleMania main event to me. Yep. Yep. Uh, Alexa hits the Twisted Bliss to eliminate Liv Morgan. So now we're down to three. Bianca hits the KOD to Rhea. Literally right away. And now we're down to two, Alexa and Bianca. Bianca slams Alexa into the chamber. Goes for the 450 misses. Bianca hits the KOD for the win. And Bianca Belair is going to WrestleMania for the second year in a row to challenge for title. Uh, mm-hmm. To be honest, this match did nothing for me. Uh, th- the moves didn't look great. They, they the effort was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I know I'm not going to bash these one for the effort. It, it just didn't make anyone look truly strong. Liv, she might have been the best. Her and Rhea were definitely the two with Piper yep. right behind. But they didn't make her, doing like, you know how Shayna Baszler eliminated everybody and it was Mm -hmm. like, man, this, you know, long-term, it does a lot for This doesn't do a long-term for anybody besides Bianca. That is Mm -hmm. it. And it's just all you care about in this match is Bianca and kind of Alexa Bliss. They rarely use the cage, which ah, just frustrates me because you have it, just use it. We've seen Becky, Bianca all of last year. So why are we doing this again? Mm-hmm. Let's let's go with Rhea. Let's go with you know. I'm not the biggest Morgan fan, but I think at that point she might deserve it by now. Mm-hmm. I thought this was just very below average.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought the match itself was fine. Um, I just it was very predictable, and that was the one thing that kept pulling me away from it. Was you and I both knew going in. Look, we love Bianca Belair. We think she's great, but like you said, we we've we've got this match a lot. Uh, she was in the main event of WrestleMania night one last year uh, for the title. <sighs> Bianca doesn't have to win every big match for her no. to be relevant. Like Drew McIntyre doesn't win every big match and he still feels like a big deal every time he's on the TV screen. Right. And he's in the mid card right now. Yeah. And he's in the mid card. and He's in a like he's in a match that I guess the guy I don't give a shit about. But it's Drew McIntyre. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, that, that's him. And Bianca's the same way. I don't care who she's wrestling or what, like, part of the show she's on. Like, Bianca's that good that she doesn't need to be in the main event every single time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Liv Morgan at this point has gotten so over with the crowd. I think it was her time. It, this should have been her time. She should be spotlighted on WrestleMania instead. They're probably going to put her in some meaningless match on the pre-show, which sucks
0: for her. Because it's going to be in her. the Women's Battle Royal. And she's, yeah, and she'll probably <laughs> lose it. Oh, no, she's not going to win.
1: I know, she'll lose that. Like, Liv deserves a big spot. Rhea and Bianca can have a singles match by themselves. Liv can wrestle Becky. We've seen that match before. It's fun. It's fine. It's good. And then, like, Rhea and Bianca can tear the house down. They don't need a belt. You see what I mean? Like, that's what you could have done coming out of this.
0: Hey, if you wanted to switch it, Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair have chemistry – put that in the match and have Rhea go to WrestleMania to face Becky. Like yeah. there, there's so many different ways that they could have done this, yeah. but they did the predictable route and Bianca's going to beat Becky or Lita, which we'll get to, but I think, you know, Bianca is going to win that match and I'll say the reason why she's going to win that match later, but uh, I just didn't like it. Uh, what did you give it? Um, overall,
1: I did enjoy the match, uh, probably a little more than you did. I still gave it a 2.8. I give it like, a 2.4. I, yeah. I, I still thought it was a good match. It was just, um,
0: they I didn't just, use the cage. It wasn't physical. You know what I mean? Like it just, what it yeah. didn't feel like an elimination well, chamber. Well, to be match. honest,
1: these, these elimination chamber matches are watered down as hell now once they put
0: the pad over
1: the gray yeah. on the outside. No, yeah, no,
0: I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's just it could it should have been a lot better because the yep. women are definitely capable of doing it absolutely anyway all, all, all six of them could have tore the house down easily like that's how nah, good yeah, the five of was. them i don't care about nixon cruz at all. i don't
1: i don't like the gimmick but kyle like she she's a
0: capable wrestler she's a capable sure. wrestler but they need the future endeavor of that character anyway yeah <laughs> um so we're gonna move on uh to ronda rousey and naomi versus charlotte and sonia deville I don't have much and, to say. And uh, Ronda had one arm tied behind her back. No, tied it, her side, Kyle. It was it tied to her side. It, it, right like here. Four. Bang. Right on her hip. It looked – it didn't look good. Uh, Ronda and Naomi did win this match. Uh, mm-hmm. Naomi and Sonia started the match on fire. I actually really liked the effort between these two and playing off that story. They played mm-hmm. off the whole story, I thought, well. Uh, mm-hmm. Ronda, you know, she needs her second arm to lock in the arm bar. So Charlotte and Sonia were in the corner, you know, they were working on that arm. Yep. Surprisingly, that made sense. Uh, smart maneuvers, like I said, keeping Rhonda in the corner. Naomi off the hot tag was a pleasant surprise. She hit a really cool corkscrew flip over the top rope in the Charlotte. And then uh, right after Rhonda makes Sonia tap out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I guess I'll just get this out of the way, Dylan. Um I'm going to be honest. This was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I really liked the storytelling here. The match was okay. The storytelling probably was the best storytelling of the night, in my opinion. It was just, like, it, it was pretty solid. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, storytelling between Ronda and Naomi, um, you know, them as a team, the Naomi-Sonia food. It, it's just, it made sense to me. Now, does it make sense to everyone else? You know, that's up to the, a debate, but uh, hats off to these four women, Dylan. Mm -hmm. It was a match I didn't care about, but I actually thought they made it enjoyable. What'd you
1: think? So, I know one of your favorite things about wrestling is in-ring psychology. Mm -hmm. And that was and and ring IQ. You have one person with an arm tied at their side, not behind their back, like commentary tried to tell me. Fucking liars, I have eyes. Um, So, what do you do? You attack the one arm that she does have. I thought that was done brilliantly. Yes. Uh, my biggest takeaway, though, from this match was when, when it was Ronda and Charlotte, when they interacted in the ring or even outside the ring, it wasn't as enjoyable as when Naomi and Sonya went at it.
0: Yeah, that's the big feud. That should be and your like, title feud.
1: And the, the thing is, is like now going into WrestleMania, I'm like, God damn, I'm more excited to see Sonya and Naomi in their singles match, which is going to happen, yeah. over Charlotte and Ronda, which is actually for the title, which is yeah. supposed to be the one that we're supposed to care about. Yep. That was my biggest takeaway. I thought when Charlotte and Ronda were together, it seemed flat, and it was electrifying when Sonia and um, uh, Naomi were in the yeah. ring. That's that's kind of it. And to be honest, they saved it for me because outside of that, I was bored.
0: Uh, Being... So, so what'd you give it? I'm very interested to hear.
1: Uh, this one sat right at like a 2.4 for me. Wow, I um, actually I gave it a three. Yeah. See. I, If this was a Sonya-Naomi singles match,
0: it'd be in the threes. That's how good their interactions were.
1: And that's how good the feud's been.
0: I just think, like, to me, when things make sense, I'm more Mm -hmm. involved. So I'm going to give them the benefit of that doubt here. Um, This was actually one of my favorite matches of the night. Not saying much, though, which we'll go on. Um, So we're going to get into the next match, which was Madcap Lost... (laughs) Versus Drew McIntyre in a false count and error match. And I have a lot to say about this one. So uh, Drew started out on fire. Dude, he was slamming Madcap all over the stage, into the barricade, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, Madcap did hit a cool fallaway slam onto the outside for a two-count. Moss. So the spot of the match was Matt Cat Moss took a Bama Slamma, which is an inverted Alabama Slamma, onto the top of his head. Yeah. Dude, I, dude, I don't know how he continued this match. It looked brutal. And kudos to Corbin. He noticed it, so he gave Moss a little bit of more time to, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess rest on the outside. So he did a little bit more with, uh, with Drew. Kudos to Corbin. That is huge for him doing that. Um, Moss was just a trooper in this match. He really was. Um, It's not easy, especially after a spot like that, Dylan. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, wrestling the whole match, but he did. Um, Corbin did do his best, you know, distracting Drew. He had a steel chair, and these dudes were just tossing each other around. I kind of liked it. Uh, Drew hit a wicked superplex for a two-count. Moss was, you know, swinging punches with Drew, so... It, it seems to me like Vince had some, uh, confidence, especially with a guy going toe to toe, drew action tire, uh, until he gets hit with a claymore and drew wins. I'm going to go on. Uh, this was solid for me. Uh, Moss took every bump and he just kept getting up. He didn't let that one spot, you know, I, I don't even know what the, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good word to kind of see what I'm saying. But, uh, It didn't feel flat, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Corbin enhanced the match for, you know, being an annoying heel manager. And Drew was always great on the outside. Um, Outside the ring with Matt Copp, you know, in the ring, he's just one of the best in the world. He's just so great. Mm -hmm. I know you don't like the guy, but Moss was really good here. He has a lot of big-time potential to be a big player. This was very, very physical. Did I enjoy it? Yes, it was a great No. Um, This could have been a SmackDown match, but uh, kudos to Madcap for that spot. And just getting up, uh, I give a lot of kudos to that. He really impressed me here.
1: Um, To be honest, I'm I'm on the opposite again. Um, I wish I would have seen more from Madcap by himself. The only times he ever seemed impactful in this match was when Corbin was helping him. Yeah, but then he also
0: took a spot on his head.
1: Well, this was before the spot on his head. Well, remember, that was...
0: There wasn't a whole lot. There was just all the outside stuff before that spot. Correct. Yes. Um, and then, you know, Corbin was involved in all of that. Just because, like, you know, he was right there, and he is a big part of this match. So I watch. I I watched the whole match, and I just wish he would have done more by himself.
1: Yeah, that's that's no, my no, biggest I... takeaway. Match itself was definitely better than I thought it would be. Yep. Um, but again, that's kind of what I said about the whole like when when I highlighted the uh, women's elimination chamber. That's just the power that Drew McIntyre has. At a match that I didn't care about, I still wanted to watch because it's Drew McIntyre. Um, it was definitely better than I thought it would be. I just wish I would have seen more out of Moss um, instead of the team-ups. But I think this is just building towards Corbin McIntyre, yeah. possibly at Mania. I hope not. Um, but, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, that's what they're going to do. So
0: it, it was fine for what we got. What would you give it out of five? Uh, gave it a 2.6. I give it 2.7. So, oh. I, you know, I think we're pretty spot on there. It, was, I mean, it wasn't great. I was no. just impressed with, Monca- with Cap Moss's selling more than mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. And, you know, taking a bump like that goes to you, and I I hope he's all right. But uh, – I mean, he finished the match, so he's got to be. Yeah. I assume. But, uh, oh, my goodness. So, we're going to get into Alita versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Uh, so – Becky ended up winning the match over the WWE legend. Uh, what'd she win with Dan- Dylan? The uh, manhandle slam? I- yeah. I think. Okay. Anyway, uh, Lita dominated the, you know, the match early. Hurricane uh, mm-hmm. Rana, then Becky turned the tide with a kick to the chest. Becky hits a leg drop from the top rope. And then the crowd just started losing steam. At this point, the match just, it just dragged. Until Lita got momentum, we got a glimpse of the old prime Lita. Man, dude, she's still really, really good. It's, mm-hmm. it's shocking to see how good she is still. Uh, Lita locked in a sleeper, but it was really weird. So right before this spot, I don't know if Becky forgot what move to do, but she just, like, fell on her butt and went yeah. right into that spot. It was really, really awkward. I don't, and commentary did their best to, like, cover it up. It was just mm-hmm. awkward, and it didn't look good. Uh, Becky hits the manhandle slam for a two count. Lita was so close to become the new champion. Uh, she does the moonsault, two point nine, and Becky no sells it, and she hits the manhandle slam for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> besides a few moments in this match, uh, Dylan, I think this potentially was the worst match of the night. Besides oh, Goldberg, my God. Uh, it says a lot about Becky and that she just cannot carry a match she can't uh, I, I don't know if it's her talent I don't know if it's her character this is dude it just wasn't good at all uh, before I save the rest of it um, I'll let you go ahead because I, I didn't like it at all so this is where we're going to be split again I genuinely enjoyed this match
1: um, I thought Lita looked like a million bucks yeah, she definitely looked like if she wanted to continue to do this full time I'd be all for it even part time yeah, I mean, it, it, if she wanted to come back for, like, meaningful matches here and there, I'd be all for it. If she wanted to pull the edge thing and kind of, like, you know, do a big, lengthy two-month run and then kind of go away and then come back for another three months and then go away, kind of like his sort of deal, oh, dude, that'd be, that'd be great. I think she would enhance the talent that she works with. Um, she's a legend. I mean, there's no, no, nothing else yeah. to say. I thought Becky looked better here in these matches um but i I also do share a similar sentiment of like she's not one to carry a match i'm not a big fan of the big time beck's gimmick as much as i was with the man gimmick um i was a huge becky lynch fan when she was doing that stuff ever since i'm kind of like eh, you know um but i still enjoyed this match i really did i have a feeling i rated it higher than you
0: um i just like like i said before i just don't see her being the main star in a match so when she's going to be in there with Bianca, that's going to be better for her because she can rely on Bianca as well. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have to be the person. Um, I don't, I just don't know if it's the gimmick or what, Dylan, but this Becky Lynch, like a lot of the, the big channels or the big podcast in our community, they, they mm-hmm. share you know the same sentiment with me that Becky's just boring. Like it, she just doesn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it dragged a little bit. From the – I guess the Becky Lynch – it was the corner kick to the chest into mm-hmm. the leg drop, and then the crowd just kind of didn't care. Uh, but uh, I, I do give a lot of credit to Lita. I thought she was great. So what would you give I gave this a three out of five. Uh, I give it a 1.8. Oh, my God. We're I, I didn't off. like it. I, I did not like this at all. That's got to be the biggest split in a while. Yeah, I give it a 1.8. Um, Okay, Dylan, so match of the night, the Usos versus the Viking Raiders for the SmackDown Tag Team title match. Banger. So, do you want to know what happened in this match, Dylan? Ah, Break it down. There was a pre-match attack. This match did not happen, and I'm not sure why this happened, Dylan, because not only does this make the Viking Raiders look weak, it... It's just the fact like, why did this happen? Why did you fly these four men <laughs> across the country? No, across the world mm-hmm. to do this. Like, also, we know how tough the Viking Raiders are. How is that beatdown gonna keep them from doing a match? Yeah. How is that believable?
1: If if they would have done that on SmackDown and then the blow off would have been an actual match at Saudi Arabia, that would have made more sense. I'm or even you.
0: a or just a backstage segment that they could have taped on SmackDown and put it here. Yeah. Like I would have done backstage Dylan because, you know, you can have a couple more effects that makes it look a little bit worse than it actually is. But this, oh man, this was not good. Uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm different. I wouldn't have done the beatdown at all
1: at the show. I would have done the match at the show. You do the beatdown on SmackDown. That's
0: my Well, no, I, I agree with you. But if you're going to do the beatdown, I would have done it pre-taped. Yeah. Because then they mean.
1: wouldn't have to go. Fair. You could have just been like, hey, guys, so uh, this happened uh, after SmackDown went off the air or some bullshit.
0: You're right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, then they don't have to go across the world to do something meaningless like that. You know, know what I mean? Um, so, the bright spot, uh, men's WWE title elimination chamber. So, again... Brock came out last and got to go in the pod. It just made no sense to me at all. Anyway, uh, we start with Rollins Theory, and yes, we need a 20-minute match between these two as soon as possible. (laughs) Theory started out the match in control. Fisherman Suplex really controlled the tempo. Rollins turned the tide, used the structure, tied his arm in the Keizo school. (sighs) So then he did a buckle-bomb spot through the pod and apparently, one of the, the plexiglass hit Lashley in the head. So they did an injury angle that, oh, you know, he's injured or something happened. It, it Dude, it looked bad. Like It really looked, it kind of looked bad for Theory taking the spot. But for Lashley, and they said like on commentary, he was looking at Lesnar the whole time. It, it just it didn't do anything for me. Um, Riddle he came wasn't, next.
1: He wasn't looking at Lesnar, by the way. Go back and watch the tape. He wasn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's why that's what commentary said. Anyway, that man
1: was just standing there.
0: He was watching uh, Theory. I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, Riddle came in next, hit all of his moves. Looks like an absolute star, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riddle made the you know the climb to the top of the pod, but tarons catches him. And hits a massive inside out from the top. That looks really cool. Uh, out comes AJ Styles. <sighs> Imagine a fatal four-way between uh, Rollins, AJ Theory, and uh, and uh, what's the other guy I'm missing? Riddle. Rollins and R- oh man, dude, that would be awesome. Um, anyway, hits the torture rack into a power bomb spot. Really cool. Theory hits a double power bomb with an arm on each of Rollins and AJ. That was really, really cool. It just shows the power that he uh, has. Austin Theory is so good. So good. (laughs) Riddle does a double DDT. Match was just really, really good at this point. (sighs) But then Brock breaks the pod, dominates (laughs) everyone, LOL. Lesnar F5s Rollins, 1, 2, 3. F5s Riddle, 1, 2, 3. Michael Cole says on commentary, Bobby is in a concussion protocol and will not return to this match. I don't even think he got hit in the head at all. But that's what they're saying, so we will have a new WWE champion. Uh, And then AJ got eliminated by uh, Brock. LOL. Final two, Austin Theory and Brock Lesnar, which I liked. Uh, Lesnar catches Theory, suplexes him. Theory goes for a low blow, DD2 for a two count. I really like that spot. So here's the spot. So Brock and Theory battle at top of the pod. You know, Brock is just slamming his face off the plexiglass. Lesnar F5s him from off the pod onto the ground. It didn't look great because Theory needed to sell that safely. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I just think the thought of that spot was better than what actually happened. Yeah. But, uh, and then Brock wins LOL, and we have a new WWE champion. So I I give him this. So it's smart for Bobby not to look weak, and the spot for Theory at the end for Brock, it just proves that they have massive plans for, like massive plans for him. He's mm-hmm. going to be one of their guys, and it is, mm-hmm. is, is good to see. I know Riddle was good. Um, AJ wasn't in there a lot. I, I, I wish we got more of AJ and Rollins, but, you know, um, they, they made Brock look, you know, like Brock Lesnar. Everyone yep. in this match I thought looked good to an extent. Others looked better. Or I, Riddle looked better than AJ and, you know, vice versa, a couple things. But uh, I, I guess besides the, the Bobby spot, kudos to everyone involved um however Dylan the thing that kind of lowered the score for me it was just predictable we know this was going to happen especially when Bobby came out Austin Theory's not being Brock Lesnar come on man like like I would have liked it but they're not going to book that you know what I mean like they needed a swerve Mm -hmm. for me to rate it higher could you imagine if Austin Theory won that match. I mean, could you imagine the swerve that they would have done in everyone? But no, Bob, or, uh, Brock wins LOL. And mm-hmm. uh, what do you think of the match?
1: Yeah, um, I thought the match was a fun car crash. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of cool spots. Riddle looked like a million bucks. I honestly thought Brock breaking his way out of the pod because he was pissed off he wasn't picked uh, was uh, honestly great. It, it's pretty it funny. It fit his character for yep. sure. Um, no one takes an F five better than Seth Rollins. I I stand <laughs> by that. Um,
0: I don't know. AJ makes it look good too. Ah,
1: dude, there's so, ah, the way Rollins just lands flat. That's that's how an F five supposed to be taken. And Rollins looks like a million bucks every time. Yeah, but um, I, I yeah, I thought the match was a fun car crash, uh, but just way too predictable. And that was kind of the theme of the night. Yep. Um. Ah, it's just the Bobby angle is kind of weird because now they're going to do champion versus champion at WrestleMania. What does Bobby do now? Like, I have a theory. Okay. Well, we'll, I mean... we'll, we'll, we'll get to the. Is your theory
0: that he's wrestling Austin theory? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was so, like, I was like that's now? a cool, like, yeah, I mean, what's your theory? So, what I think is going to happen, and since Bobby didn't lose, would I do this? No. But what I think is going to happen is night one WrestleMania, they're going to do Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. Mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar is going to win that match, go on, and lose to Roman. So I I still think they're going to give Bobby a big spot and give him a rematch at WrestleMania. But Mm -hmm. I I think they're going to do it at WrestleMania and have uh, Brock do double duty for the night.
1: I mean, that's... I could, I could see that happening. They also haven't announced if the Roman match is going to be for both belts.: I don't know if you've noticed that.
0: Game, yeah, they're, just, they're just
1: saying it's, they're just saying champion versus champion.
0: And technically,
1: and technically, he won the right to challenge for a title, and he said he wants the universal title. is yeah. Brock putting his title on the line? I, I bet they will, but I mean I'm sure they will, but I'm saying like there is a possibility that maybe they do Bobby Brock. Night one, maybe Bobby does win, gets the belt back. They still do Brock Roman night two.
0: Yeah, but would you have are they from how they booked him this year, Dylan? Do you see Brock losing twice? No, no, <laughs> no. Well, no. if he beats Bobby, he's beating Roman. Well, that's or if, he, if he loses to Bobby, he is beating Roman Reigns. So yeah, he's I mean, winning one of them.
1: I mean, fair, but you know, it was just very predictable. But. Yep. I thought Theory looked great. And there was actually a moment where I almost jumped off my couch because I'm like, oh, shit.
0: Austin Theory's going to win the fucking WWE title, isn't he? Dude, I would <laughs> have gone crazy. And
1: that means we would have gotten Theory Lashley
0: at oh, Mania, which would have oh, been fun. Dude. dude I, listen, I, we both know that Austin Theory probably is not ready for the WWE title. right? However, I God, think that great. was the swerve they needed. Because mm-hmm. could you imagine – Roman could have even came out and costed Brock. And then you could have done, I, I don't know, you could have done Theory Bobby. I would prefer Theory AJ, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a different day. But uh, Theory's definitely going to get a good spot at WrestleMania. I really do believe that. They just needed one more swerve, Dylan, before to get me very invested. But what'd you mm-hmm. give it? Well, well, first off, for my score, there was reports that
1: they were going to play in a big swerve. And they were going all in with the chamber and then they didn't do any swerves at all the whole night, but um, the match, although it was still fun. I still gave it a 3.3, my highest Three rating point, of the
0: night. I had 3.5 for me. So yeah. uh, uh, pretty good stuff there. Uh, Dylan, what was your overall analysis of the show match of the night and overall grade?
1: I thought match quality. Like if you break down match by match with the exception of <laughs> Brock Roman or uh, not Brock, uh, Goldberg-Roman. Yeah. Yep. I thought the matches themselves were enjoyable. I thought it was an enjoyable night. The thing is, is it was just way too predictable. That's my overall theme. Um, fun matches, but it's too safe for me. Too safe. I would have had something different happen. I would have had Liv win the chamber. Um, I would have had Rollins or uh, Styles even win the belt or even probably bobby styles Re- style or like if, if styles wins or bobby retains that would have been a better swerve than brock winning yeah i think even though we did get a new champion i would have much rather see bobby retain and run the gauntlet i guess than brock win yeah but but i mean the matches themselves really were, were, were still enjoyable at times so i don't
0: know i if we go down the card, I didn't care for Roman match. I didn't care no. for the women's elimination chamber. It was fun. I I did enjoy the Ronda match. I I thought it was better than I thought it was. Uh, Matt Macup drew was fine, not great. Mm. Lita Becky was awful. Stop. Uso, Usos fucking Raiders. Now that was a good match. That was a banger. And, and then the, the the main event was was pretty good. Mm. So uh, what was your match of the night? in overall grade? So. Uh...
1: Rating-wise, match of the night was the men's chamber match. However, the match I enjoyed the most was lita Becky. Oh my um, god. Overall grade if I was doing this out of 10, um 5.9. I mean, it was the the predictability definitely made this night more average than it should have been because I enjoyed the matches more than I thought I would.
0: So, this night was highlighted or highlighted by the main event the best mm-hmm. match by far, and it wasn't even close. The women's elimination chamber, to me, was not good. The, the women's tag match really surprised me, and Becky Lita was just, in my opinion, was awful. This made WrestleMania plans a little bit more clear, mm-hmm. which was the goal, and they did yeah. do that. I yeah. just thought it was lazy booking, safe booking, whatever you want to call it. It needed a big swerve, which we didn't get. Um, And it's just a lot of, oh, well, we're going to go back to the well-booking. You know, Brock Roman makes it another year for Brock Roman. Are they going to do title versus title? Who knows? But uh, besides Brock Roman in the men's division, who else really matters? Maybe Mm -hmm. Drew, and that's probably it. Uh, A little above average. um, I I gave it a 5.5 overall. It wasn't great, um, but it was a little bit better than average i thought uh so that is the uh, elimination chamber for uh, 2022 so any quick thoughts before we uh go into dummy app
1: no i mean um yeah it it set up its goal for uh making wrestlemania more clear i just wish wrestlemania wasn't this predictable
0: i am not thrilled about the matches we have so far
1: no i don't know I've, if that's just I've, me I'm more invested in, I think, the undercard. I think yeah. the main events I'm not excited for. Ronda, Charlotte, Roman Brock. Roman Brock will be fine. I think they're capable of putting on a good match. They have but good chemistry, but we've seen it so much that I'm more interested to in see what they do in the undercard, but it just seems very predictable.
0: Well, and Let's they don't do a good job of the mid-card titles, so that's just no. going to be probably on the pre-show. If at all. If at all. Yeah. So uh, I mean, they have a couple more weeks to kind of turn things around, but will they? No, it'll just keep getting worse. And we're getting Logan Paul, which,
1: (laughs) and your guy Johnny Knoxville.
0: It's just he. I don't know why they're doing it. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just no reason for it. Like, it's just I'm trying to think of any possible way that makes sense for Johnny Knoxville, and there's just nothing for me. But uh, anyway, what is your uh, dummy? Yeah, moment of the week. Uh Well, I, I, I
1: kind of already gave it away. My dummy, yeah, this week goes to uh, WWE's Lazy Booking, how predictable they made a show that should have been very special. Um, yeah. In Elimination Chamber. This should have been, I mean, you look at the card. The card was great, I think. Like, but it was just way too predictable. You and I got every match right, to my knowledge, with the exception of the pre-show match where we
0: were split. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes, I picked Ray and you picked Miz.
1: Yeah, and that's not how it should be. When Kyle and I do predictions and we tally up these points, it shouldn't be that easy. Um, that That's what WWE does. So, once again,
0: they deserve to get called out. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It, we, we need surprises. Especially yeah. when you're in a quote-unquote war with AEW. You need to give the viewers a reason why to come back. A war that and, they're losing.
1: How many times – so we've done interviews a lot recently. How many times has Austin Theory's name come up? A lot. Like people, like people want to see him succeed. That would have been yes. a great surprise
0: if he won the belt. And, you know, Dylan, he might not be ready, mm-hmm. but he would have made that the best possible thing that he could have done. Because Austin Theory – I watched him Evolve – and I was yep. telling Dylan many, many years ago, Dylan, this guy is going to mm-hmm. be the real deal. And look at him now.
1: yeah,
0: He's in a WWE title match with Brock. Like, it, it's it's crazy. And they just need to use them more. Give us some pr- surprises at WrestleMania, please. Please do not put the belt on Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> let's have something good for Priest. Uh, let's put Ricochet in a good match. Like, let, let's start over and let's you know, build for the next WrestleMania, which probably is going to be headlined by Rock Roman, unfortunately. And I, I've heard Ronda Becky. <laughs> oh, God, that is going to be probably the worst match of year. Anyway, um, so my, uh, my WM moment of the week, Dylan, goes to AEW's ratings. Dylan, I'm not sure if you knew, but AEW dipped 300,000 viewers from last week. And only got a .31 in key demos. This was the lowest to watch Dynamite on TBS and the lowest since the December 1st. Mm -hmm. All I hear online is how great AEW is. And I agree, some things are good. But the ratings speak for themselves. You wonder why NXT is so bad, because it is bad. You wonder why Raw is dipping, because it is bad. SmackDown just keeps getting worse because it's probably the worst show ever. SmackDown is terrible. But AEW should not be in the same discussion as WWE, but they are, and they're losing viewers because of it. And, don't you, you have to figure out, okay, so why, why are we losing viewers? Well, you give us the same format every single week. We get a CM Punk promo every single week. A pointless squash every single week. A good tag team match, good or, you know, good, mediocre. Um, another mediocre promos. You get We get about three or four promos a night, which I think it needs to kind of go down to about one or two. They do give us a strong main event. There needs to be more women's matches. It, it's just the same format. It's boring. <laughs> like, give us something new, something exciting. And that's what WWE needs to do. If AEW does not change anything, their viewers are just going to keep falling and, you know, they deserve it because they're not doing anything about it. And don't, we've seen CM Punk promos. Like, l- let's give someone else a chance to, you know, start the show with a promo. Like, they need to change the format now.
1: Yeah, I mean, now you can factor in some of the loss of ratings to the fact that they did just change networks. Sometimes that is bound to happen. Yeah, but
0: 300,000 is a lot.
1: That is a lot. But when you're also talking about potentially millions of people, uh, is it? Um, but I'm with you. The, the, the ratings are dropping. There are things that they need to do differently. You know how much I love Britt Baker. How come she's not wrestling matches on a weekly or semi-weekly basis?
0: I, they, they just don't, they don't present her as a good champion at all. Well, They, they, have they think, really like, don't. She,
1: she rarely defends the title. Yeah. She's amazing. Her character work is amazing. I think she's good in the ring. I
0: love her whole faction.
1: Like, I love it. it like, they're great. But to share your point why aren't they featured more? Like the most we get of Britt Baker is a backstage segment promoting something else.
0: Or coming out and attacking Thunder Rosa again.
1: Yeah. Like just give us, just give us Baker Rosa. Like that'd be a great match to main event a dynamite. You know what I mean? Like there are, there are things that need to change.
0: Well, what about let's do take Connie versus Abaddon. Let's do take Connie versus Penelope Ford. Let's do Penelope Ford versus Emmy soccer. Let's do something in the undercard of the women's division. And then let's – it's the same highlighted woman every single week. That is your problem. So we need to change that. And let's give a little bit of a mid-card to, you know, a couple different names that really do deserve it. it it's okay. just the same format. And, you know, I don't – I know you love CM Punk. We don't need a promo every single week. He's right on do, the mic. He – no one's <laughs> doubting that, but you have to do it every single week? No, no. He doesn't
1: have to kick off every show. You're right. No,
0: but – you can do it in a backstage segment. You can be creative. Yeah. Dan doesn't have pick to pick off every show. Well, no. And Matt <sighs> Catmoth is better than him. But, you know, the, the point is that they need to change their format. They do.
1: So, yeah, that, they need to make changes. You're right.
0: Yeah. And it, it should, we shouldn't be having this conversation because, you know, they're going to be getting Jeff Hardy soon. They're probably going to get Swerve Scott. They're probably going to get uh, Buddy Matthews. But how much are they actually going to change the show Probably not. Not a lot, yeah. No. How much is Keith Lee going to change the show? Probably not a lot. I mean, he's going to put I on good him. matches. He's going to put – yeah, but that's not AEW's problem. No. Uh, Billy Gunn said something very interesting. I'm not going to talk for too much longer. He said that the, especially the younger guys in AEW need to focus more on the character than the actual match because everyone knows that AEW can put on a good match. It's you need to focus on the storytelling and why are we having this match? The match is good, but everything going into it and everything leading after it is not. So yeah. Billy Gunn had a really, really good point, which I yeah. really, I love Billy Gunn, especially seems, his current run, love it.
1: Yeah, it seems like the big takeaway with AEW a lot is how great the matches are. And I know I'm, I am I fall in that, I, I fall in that fandom of like, man, that match is killer, that match is killer. But when you break down... A pro wrestling show yeah there, there's a lot of things that they that kind of make you scratch your head and go like well how come Britt baker's not wrestling she's supposed to be their champion right it's just like how come Damian priest isn't defending the title on on big important shows he's the champion right like
0: why isn't adam page wrestling more
1: yeah why isn't yeah adam page has defended the title what three times yeah he's had the title since november yep so i mean i i, I gave you my thoughts on adam page last week but i mean yeah it it, it Carries.
0: Um. So, so don't. Would-, would you like to tell everyone what we are doing next week, and then we're going to segue into the interview with miggy Rose.
1: Next week we have another Millennium Pro Wrestling star, the current Millennium Pro Wrestling champion, Danny Devine is going to be yep. on the show next week. We had Brendan Devine a couple weeks ago. Now we're getting Danny uh, next week. It's going to be uh, to my expectation another fun conversation if it's anything like what we've gotten in the last few weeks you guys are in for
0: a treat and just all of them all yes. of the conversations we've had have been awesome so hope everyone is uh enjoying them and mm-hmm. we do appreciate everyone listening to this point and with the interview as well uh dylan do you have anything else before we uh segue into the interview um, Maggie Rose is a great dude to talk to. You guys are
1: in for a treat, so I hope you guys have stuck around this long. I know we've rambled a little bit, had a lot of ground to cover today. Um, but yeah, stay tuned because uh this is a fun one. And uh we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up too. So oh, yeah. You're uh, gonna hear a little bit
0: more about us too and our yep. personalities coming up, which is gonna be fun. But uh that's all we got for uh for this portion of the episode. We're gonna jump right into the interview. And we are on the road to AEW's Revolution Revolution. Pay-Per-View. Yes, an actual pay-per-view. Yep, pay-per-view. All right, everyone. We are super excited to have a very talented indie wrestler, Miggy Rose, on the show today. Thanks again for coming on. Would you like to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you got into the wrestling industry?
3: Okay, well, hey Dylan, hey Kyle, and hello Thanks to so. everyone who's listening. Um, so I've been wrestling for I would say seven to eight years on and off. Um, took like many months' breaks in between, so it's hard to really say. Like, I've been wrestling for seven years, you guys you get me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but uh. I'm. I've been wrestling weekly at MPW Millennium Pro Wrestling, which is uh, my current school, and just trying to get my name out in the SoCal wrestling scene now. Mhm.
1: Yeah, you were. Uh, I, I I read somewhere that you were a MPW champion for a record
3: 511 days. Is that correct? Yeah, that is absolutely correct. And though 300 of those days was due to the pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. I'm still going <laughs> to take credit for that. Hey, absolutely, it's, it's, it's in the record books. It's like, I in saw the books. it. Yeah.
2: Hey, um, I would, any,
0: I would say he's more dominant than Roman, but go on. Uh. <laughs> um, any aspirations like of getting that belt
1: back, or like what's the what's on the docket that in? I mean, that absolutely,
3: absolutely. Uh, I grew up uh, understanding that the champion was the best wrestler on the show. <laughs> So I absolutely have my eye on becoming world champion or MPW champion again. And I haven't held the new um, national title. I have, I've held it before when it was the, the older design. Mm-hmm. But this new one's looking pretty nice too. So I would like to have some, <laughs> some nice photos with that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, so, we actually, oh, I, was, oh.
0: I
1: was just going to say next week we have the uh, current MPW champion on the show. Maybe he'll have something to say about you, you, you <laughs> wanting that title back. We'll pick
3: yeah. his brain a little bit, see what he thinks. Yeah. Well, he, you, could, you could tell him that Mickey Rose says he'll, he'll see him soon.
0: <laughs> we'll be sure to do that. Thank you. Dylan, Would you like going to your first question?
1: Yeah, so um, I I saw also on the internet that you've dabbled in a little bit of hardcore wrestling. I saw an image of you getting powerbombed through a plane of glass. Ah, Yeah, that's (laughs) Um, First (laughs) off, why? (laughs) And secondly, like, were you a fan of hardcore wrestling growing up, or was it just like an opportunity that kind of fell in your lap?
3: Well, okay, let me... Let me answer your second question because that does transition to the first. Okay. Uh, yes, for sure. I was a fan of hardcore wrestling, like mm-hmm. like ECW. Uh, when I discovered ECW in like my preteen years, um, I was just watching whatever I can, and then it was uh everything was on DVDs. Mm-hmm. So I'd go to Amoeba or my local. DVD rental store, just find any wrestling I could find or in any ECW in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, then when I actually started training to become a professional wrestler, mm-hmm. my trainers are are some of the best deathmatch wrestlers in the nation. I was trained by Andre Verdun who okay. is who's also more known as Youth Suicide, and he was on Wrestling Society X. Oh, love it. And he was trained by Supreme, and Supreme is a deathmatch XPW legend. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So these were my trainers when I first started, and to say it kind of fell on my lap, well, my ideology coming into wrestling was that I wanted to master all genres of wrestling. That's awesome whether you know like you can have your opinions on it um deathmatch has become a genre in oh yeah um so just i see the same just like lucha libre and i see it just the same like catch wrestling and i see it it's all just different styles and i Mm -hmm. want to master all the styles
0: no that's that's awesome
1: yeah, no, that's great. I, I stepped on my son's Lego earlier today and I ah. cried, so I, I couldn't get thrown through glass. So kudos to you. You're you're a
0: tough son of a gun. <laughs> no, for man, sure. you,
3: you're a lot tougher than me. I've never done Legos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a few big matches later this week. Uh, the first against CJ Tino for NPW. And Saturday, you face Remy Marcel for Canapro. Uh, can you explain to our listeners how do you prepare for big matches like
3: this in one weekend? Uh, so to prepare, you know, I never stop thinking about it. You know, like whether I, like I'm working my my day job or my at the gym, I'm just constantly thinking about wrestling and mm-hmm. more so like my match, my upcoming match, and what I want to do, how how I want to be perceived and how I want to carry myself so to prepare I mean I kind of just obsess over it you know Um, I'm always just kind of thinking of what can I do next or what could I do with this particular opponent to make this match the absolute best so I'm always Mm -hmm. just thinking of spots and new moves or a certain story that we can tell. Mm-hmm. yeah but i guess just thinking and and thinking and thinking is how i prepare myself
0: yeah being mentally prepared is definitely the best way to go
3: uh i'm kind of in your same boat i
0: always think about this podcast like i'm always thinking of a, like this idea could be awesome or what are we going to do two months from now i'm always thinking about it so i a passion <laughs> for that that stuff is, that stuff's awesome
3: heck yeah you get it and that's yeah. the way that's the way to get to success to mm-hmm. in my opinion
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you kind of have to
1: obsess over those things in a in a way. I mean, it's got to become your life. And I've we've, we've we've talked to a lot of wrestlers more recently, and and they say like you have to be all in to kind of do this thing. Is that kind of your mindset as well? Where like I I know you
3: mentioned you had a day job and stuff, but you're all in. I would assume correct. So so I'm absolutely understanding that mindset now more mm-hmm. than ever mm-hmm. when. I mean, I mentioned not too long ago that I've taken many breaks in between and mm-hmm. I can make a million excuses as to why so. And it all ends with, it only held me back even more. And it only prolonged the journey even more. Um, if if I could go back, obviously I would do things a lot differently and I feel like I'd be maybe a lot further where i could have been now Mm -hmm. uh but then again getting into that mindset is also doing more harm than good you know Mm -hmm. absolutely Uh, but like absolutely you have to be 100 percent in it and uh i think it was bruce pritchard who said it on his podcast uh the only way to win the game is to stay in the game
0: correct yeah absolutely so, yeah. uh, no, no, I, I just – I love that mindset. Mm-hmm. It's great. All right, Don, what you got for your next question?
1: Yeah, so um, a couple weeks ago we had Brendan Devine on the show, and he listed you as one of his favorite opponents. i have ah. never been in the ring with. First off, does Brendan fall on your list? And if so, like what's, what's the rest of the list as far as who you've wrestled, who have been your favorites so far, and who are some other people you'd love to step in the ring with one day?
3: Okay, well, it's not even fair now, right? Because if I don't say Brandon, I'm a dick, and <laughs> if I do say, it, it's only because I'm, you know, like I, you guys lured me into saying it. But <laughs> yeah,
1: I put it, you on the spot. That's what I do.
3: <laughs> but it's, it's actually one hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. I can I can look back at my Brandon Divine matches as like milestones of where I land uh,
0: mm-hmm. as
3: it, as as far as my in-ring capabilities and mm-hmm. Brendan Divine has always been the measuring stick as far as getting to the next level in my game. Wow. No, like 100% Brendan Devine understands what he's doing in, in the ring. And even when he's in the back preparing for a match and he might be dead nervous on the inside, just outside, he's just cool as a cucumber. And just cracking jokes, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I that, but that's really his way of dealing with it, you know. Where I'm on the opposite side of the corner, like, uh, <laughs> like down into my hands, thinking like, oh my god, how am I gonna do this? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I definitely looked at Brendan as the guy who can help me become a better wrestler, and absolutely him and his brother Danny Devine mm-hmm. are. The, two guys who just continue to the day to push me and become like the best wrestler that I can be. And so Danny and Brandon, definitely top of my favorite matches that I've ever had, but in a special category where they're my favorite matches where I've learned from, mm-hmm. where I've really learned a valuable lesson from these guys. And I would also lump Ray Rosas, who is my mm-hmm. current coach and head of the NPW um training school. Like those three guys are really the ones who taught me the true foundations of pro wrestling and the, the fundamentals that really needed to just be a, a mechanic in a ring. Like any 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 person you're in the ring with, any match <laughs> style, just like whatever gets thrown your way, like you're prepared for it. And okay. back to just trying to master all styles of genre. Like I'm just I'm ready for any type of matchup you put me in. That's
0: awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome just, having that
3: mindset.
1: Yeah. Ray Rose yes. was, he got he got a shout out as well. Um on that episode. He's the best.
3: So. He is yeah. the best in SoCal. I, I that's I stand by that.
1: Yeah, and uh, as, as far as, like, Brendan being cool as a cucumber, I mean, that dude was making us laugh the entire conversation we had with him. It was like time was flying by. That, um, that's, that is him <laughs> every, day, every single time I see him. That is him. Yeah, he's a he's a cool dude. Um, and you're cool as well, obviously. Uh, what, what, what dream opponents do you have? Someone you haven't been in the ring with that you'd love to step in one day. You think you can mix it up really well? Any promotion.
3: Damn, I mean – If this is the dream, Mm -hmm. like it's hard it's hard to say because I mean, how can I possibly choose one?
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
3: There's just so many good wrestlers, but the dream match in in all honesty is like wrestling on TV, wrestling Mm -hmm. on a pay per view, or, you know, against like just again, like I don't know, it's hard to pick one but right. brian danielson the first one that comes to mind like i would i would do anything to have that match and learn from him study become better in my own game (laughs) and and even you know possibly one day being mentioned in the same conversation as him (laughs) that that would be the dream um I always mention Jonathan Gresham is like another dream Mm -hmm. match, like a guy I just want to step in there and just learn from. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the caliber of dream matches that I have, really. Just something where I can sink my teeth into, uh, get technical, Mm -hmm. throw some heavy strikes, um, have some just fast-paced action type matchups.
0: Uh, two two names that I um I was kind of when I was watching your matches that I thought about that kind of actually reminded me of you that I think you'd do really well against. Uh, the first one is Daniel Garcia from AEW. I feel like you guys would have just a technical warfare, and uh, the second one I think would be Davy Richards. I think you and Davy Richards would be really good as well.
3: Yes, that right there are two dream name matches. Absolutely. Um, and I I watched both those guys. I mean Davy Richards was someone I was watching when I first got into independent pro wrestling. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I was regularly attending PWG shows uh, Mm -hmm. where I would see Davey Richards and I saw Ray Rosas there for the first time as well, which is just a fun, um, you know, full circle for me to uh, finally get to learn under his wing.
0: And absolutely
3: Daniel Garcia is up and coming and He's already established himself as one of, being one of the best technicals in the game right now.
0: Another really good technical wrestler is in Helico from AEW he and Lucha Underground as well. I don't know if you know much of him, but he is phenomenal.
3: Yes, yeah, I, 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 I'm well aware of his work and, and another going back to just trying to master every genre. Like I, mm-hmm. I have fundamentals, strong fundamentals in Lucha Libre and. Obviously, coming from my heritage, uh, my family is from Mexico, Mm -hmm. um, and I would, you know, I have fond memories of visiting my grandmother and having my grandpa watching Triple A, you know, as I'm passing the room. Wow. Um, And I just never, I never... I, I lost my train of thought there, but <laughs> 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 yeah, absolutely. It absolutely. Uh, a Hand Go would be another great matchup for me and to push me to get my lucha out, out more and see how I can combine it with who Miggy Rose is now and the technical side that I've been trying to incorporate more. Like how can I how can I combine groundwork and then get up and do, you know, rope flips? <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, that would be a really fun match to put together.
0: Hey, um, MLW, you should sign this guy. I mean, they're doing a lot of the Lucha <laughs> stuff now. So, MLW would be a perfect spot for you right now. So, make sure you go sign this guy, MLW. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for so, the shout out, dude. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, I want to talk about ring work for a second. I was watching a match of yours, I believe, at the I Need a Hero MPW event, and you did a really sick combo where you buckled your opponent's arm on the top rope as you were falling out of the ring, and then you followed it with like a leaping shoulder breaker. That ruled. But is there any other combos or series of moves that you do that are unique,
3: at least in your eyes? Yeah, at least in my eyes, because it's hard, so hard to be unique nowadays. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, wrestling is just like music. Like, there there are only so many notes that you can string together. Uh, mm-hmm. So many chords, you know, I don't know how familiar you guys are with music, but mm-hmm. like wrestling is just so hard. But uh, off the top of my head, I really do like to combine... Uh, a combination of a German suplex into a running knee that I one hundred percent ripped off Brian Danielson. <laughs> I was just Kenta. thinking about him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I just I do it to a I do it to a kneeled opponent instead, and I uh, also another rip off move. You know, back to just so hard to be unique, but I I also combined the disaster kick, and I don't have a special name for it. It's literally. <laughs> I call it the disaster kick because <laughs> I took it from Cody Rhodes. <laughs> no, John Morrison throws a mean one too. Oh, oh yeah, God. no, yeah, John Morrison's disaster kick is great. Crazy, but those 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 are that's a combo I like to throw together. Um, you know, yeah, I guess it's mostly like a a strike grappling combo. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of maybe a a, a mat based. Combo I throw together, but when you're like in there chaining, uh, just you don't have a, a set pattern, you know, you just go with the feel,
0: yeah. And absolutely.
3: You gotta read you your opponent and you just gotta understand how the human body works.
0: No, absolutely, it's just kind of in the moment, kind of thing, yeah. So, Dylan, uh, go on, or were yeah. you trying to say something, Dylan? Well, no, I was gonna say,
1: right. <laughs> Right before you hopped on, Kyle and I were talking about the news surrounding Cody Rhodes, and now that you brought him up, I'm gonna pick your brain a little bit. Go do for you honestly do you honestly think he's going back to WWE, or I mean, is that uh, is, is that the move? And if so, like, how's he gonna do now? Now that you brought it up, let's just talk wrestling right now.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I
1: <laughs> put you on I the spot mean, again. Yeah, this man yeah, just said our
3: name. <laughs> I don't have I don't have any like insider information, so well, um, no, the perfect guy to ask. I don't know, squat. Um, if it if it is true, good for him because I'm sure he would be leaving for a lot more money. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure in his mind he has unfinished business. You know, like he went through the WWE system and. Uh, probably, in his mind, ended unfavorably for him. Mm-hmm. And everyone loves a good redemption story where you know this guy deserves more, and you know this mm-hmm. guy can do more, but it, it's just not the right time, or the people behind the scenes just don't see that in them. Mm-hmm. So he left, and you know, did what he did, and earned his name outside of WWE. So in his mind, to come back to WWE and be the big star that he knew he was is probably going to be the best feeling to have for him. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure leaving AEW is also super sad. I mean, he built, he built that company, and he mm-hmm. was one of the foundations for it is it the right move? I don't know. That's up for debate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um in my opinion, I always thought <laughs> I mean, I guess the business side of me would would say, "Hey, go where the money's at." You know? I mean, I mean, yeah, fair. I mean, that's how I would that's maybe how I would view it just is it the right is it for the right money? Is it the right time in my career? Absolutely. And he's on top of the world right now, so he could do what he wants.
0: Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's fair.
3: What do you think, Dylan?
1: I don't know, I'm not a big Cody Rhodes guy. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, um... but I, I mean my... I, I, I like what he's done more than, you know, He's going to go back to being Stardust in a month. That's my take. Well, Damn, that's well bad.
0: <laughs> my thing my thing about this is, like, what else does he have to do in AEW? Like, he's done basically everything he's done in AEW. And remember, they, they made a stipulation that uh, he could never challenge again for the AEW world title. So, I mean, it kind of was a good stipulation if he were to leave, if you think about it.
3: And well, he's done everything. Yeah, good on them for, for finally holding true to a stipulation. Yeah. Absolutely,
0: and uh, honestly, like you said, it's probably just what's the best decision for his family at this point. Um, he's gonna get a lot of a lot of money with this, and maybe it's just a new challenge. Like maybe he's gonna go. He wants to face newer, younger stars like Austin Theory. You know, guys in that um, guys in that win that kind of are new to him, and he wants to just branch out and face new people. But
1: we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. All right, Dylan, what's your next <laughs> question? Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm happy we kind of talked about how AEW kept with a long-term booking because that's something that big uh, wrestling promotions don't do. Uh, Brendan mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago that MPW really focuses on the storytelling aspect of wrestling, not just throw two guys in the ring and here we go, um, that there's actual feuds and actual storylines leading into a match. What, um, as maybe your own personal career, what's probably the best story that you have been a part of? Like your favorite feud, I guess. Something that's more long-term than just a one-off match.
3: So, the first one that pops into my head, uh, this is going back to my year one. Mm -hmm. And this is back in 2015, 2016 when I was still wrestling at my first original school, uh, UEW, Underground Empire Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And this is the story where I met Ray Rosas. And at that time, he was coming, he had um, been unceremoniously um, exiled from his OG school at Santino's Bro Wrestling. Hmm. And so he came to UEW, and he had, he had his friends, um, or his, his old schoolmates from Santino's who were also not in favor at the school at, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was Big Tito, it was Rico Dynamite, it was Che Cabrera. And okay. At the time, there was another student also training with me named Demarco Wilson, and him, he and I, and actually Jungle Boy, were the rookies at the time there. Mm-hmm. So, in this, in this time, Ray Rose is, is coming to the ring. Uh, he's approached by his his old friends at Satino Bros, and it looks like they're gonna circle him, and they're gonna. And they're going to attack him. And here comes DeMarco and I running from the back, um, coming to the rescue. Uh, and, oh, I, I, should, I also forgot to mention, which is a very important detail, that Ray Rosas came down with a Santino Bros wrestling shirt, had, hmm. had ripped it off, revealed an Underground Empire wrestling shirt underneath, showing his allegiance to bring out you know, the three guys to attack him. And here comes DeMarco and I sliding to save him. It looks like we're all about to start throwing down. And then Ray Rosas turns around and gives me a low blow. And then he they attack DeMarco. They rip off the... Sh- Ray Rosas rips off another shirt. Three <laughs> layers. <laughs> he reveals uh, a T-shirt that's called Hate. And it's a, a faction they formed right there. The four of them. Hmm. So they... They swerved everyone thinking Ray Roses was, was finally a UEW true, a true uh, true heart. Is that even a word? You know, when yeah. you're like dedicated, yeah. I guess, you know? Yeah. And from there, it led to me having matches one on one, two on two. Uh, I even remember like a Survivor Series style matchup. Mm. And this led me to a bunch of different combinations of matches with these guys who are staples in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, being my rookie year was, is where I did a lot of my learning. That's
1: awesome.
0: No, that's awesome story. Yeah. It's better storytelling than AEW and WWE do right
3: now. (laughs) We're all trying. (laughs) (laughs) That, that, that feud also had, to the return of supreme who had taken some time off hmm. and it also had a a very cool or no that actually led to i was going to mention rob black but that was a supreme and and rob black story that i think hate was sprinkled in somehow gotcha. it didn't last long rob, rob black left maybe the next <laughs> month <laughs>
0: No, I I like the question, though. was a good question. Um, I'm I'm, I'm full of
3: them. (laughs) (laughs) Keep them coming,
0: guys. (laughs) Okay, so as we all know, character work in wrestling is so important, especially nowadays. Uh, What is the inspiration for your current character, and how do you put your character persona in your promos?
3: Character work is so important, and Mm -hmm. that's something that I'm only figuring out now. Gotcha. Um, to to ask me like who Mickey Rose is, I honestly couldn't tell you. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't have the words to describe it. Like it's just something you have to see and if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you know, then I guess you just don't. Yeah. But I definitely I definitely do turn up my own personality up to eleven. Like that's that's who Mickey Rose is. Um and i've come to learn that things that i kind of just do spontaneously is what i do best <laughs> and it's it's just hard to describe when you're in the ring cuz like you're in the moment but you're not really in the moment you know mm-hmm. yeah and i guess some everyone perceives it differently i'm only i'm only describing how i see it but it's like i'm i'm in the moment but i'm also like on the outside looking in and I'll do something or I'll say something and it's just so over the top and it's so ridiculous, but like somehow it works. Um, I've learned, I've learned that Mickey Rose is, is a loud, obnoxious, (laughs) just, you know, the cruelest guy in the room and a moniker that I always walked around with was miggy versus the venue and which is more of a mindset that i would think about when getting into miggy rose you know miggy rose Mm. mode um and it was the smallest guy in the room who thought he was the biggest guy in the room and he he'd make you think he make you believe it Um, oh that's awesome and just just getting it yeah Doing so in my promo it's it's just me being me just yeah. super over the top and the, yeah, like I always always think about like what can I do in this promo that would be different? Well, I've started playing with my hands more i I've made that a point Um yeah. i've I've learned there's different levels with your voice that you can do. Uh, you don't have to be one tone all across the board. And just getting loud isn't tones either, you know? There's different mm-hmm. tones yeah. of, of mid-voice, and there's different tones of loud. Um, just, yeah, I mean, to say... I couldn't tell you I have a grasp on Mickey Rose, because I'm still learning Miggy Rose now. Mm-hmm. And so so. Okay. It's just like a un- never-ending... Never ending project i i believe
0: no that's awesome basically an open book you kind of have your own definition of yourself and for the viewer they can have their own definition of your character so that's awesome um you you said about you know the promos and you know the different tones and everything like that there are a lot of guys that do it really well um you know at the top njf is awesome at promos with his you know balance of uh, different tones and stuff and like that I mentioned MLW. There's a guy named Richard Holliday. He's really, really good at promos as well. Uh, Dylan, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, he's also really, really good with stuff like that in promo. promos. So it's just something that you'll uh, perfect once you get more
3: experience. So Absolutely. just And at NPW, that's why I feel I'm at the right place and at the right school, because having the luxury of being on a weekly show – is definitely the most beneficial way to learn. Mm-hmm. Like just wrestling as often as possible, and just kind of guaranteeing myself a booking every Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, definitely is a huge advantage. And just just working at NPW alone since the pand- since pro wrestling shows have been allowed to start uh, running again since the pandemic, yep. I feel like this run in particular has definitely pushed me to the next level. Absolutely. Go
0: is, ahead, Dylan.
1: is, is, is the first, uh, uh, school or, or promotion that you've worked for that does weekly shows like where the other ones just every month or every few weeks or how was yeah. that schedule changed?
3: No. Yeah. For, for the most part, every local show here in Southern California is a monthly show. Mm-hmm. Um, might be every three weeks. I don't know anyone in particular is running every two weeks, but for sure every show was once a month. And when I when I broke in, uh, there was shows running on the same nights. Wow. Yeah, and it, it was definitely a, the landscape of of local shows was huge, 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 and. I hope one day uh, we get get back to that level, because the pandemic put a stop to a lot of shows that are running. Right. right? But um, Raise the Bar has been killing it. Prestige has been killing it. Mm -hmm. LA Fights just broke out. And of course, you know, MPW and Level Up, like, we're the foundation of of Southern California. Mm -hmm. So... When we ride, I mean, I guess, like the old saying goes, "Uh, when one tide rises, all boats rise." Or, it goes something like that, right? Something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, you guys get the gist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. No, that was a good question. Uh, Dylan, do you have a do you have any more questions for him? Yeah.
1: So, um, I I I know MPW obviously based out of Southern California. It sounds like you've done a lot of work in the state of California. Where's Where's some other places that you've uh? traveled to um maybe outside of the state some cool places that you've been um and do you have any fun stories of being on the road
3: so the first trip that stands out to me was my first match in tijuana mexico awesome and it was a private booking for Hmm. it was a it was a private party for a dental company i know (laughs) i know (laughs) So check this out. I, mm-hmm. I'm asked to do the show, and I'm riding with Supreme and Michael Kruger, who's a, match, a professional wrestler specialized in deathmatch from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it was the three of us drove down to, to Mexico. I thought it was going to be a one-on-one with Michael Kruger. When we get there, it turns out I'm teaming up with Supreme and Michael Kruger, and we're facing Damian six six six, Beastie S six six six, and Psychosis in a oh, death match. Wow! <laughs> and I'm like two years in, and I've had maybe one or two death matches under my belt, and I've mm-hmm. had maybe a handful, maybe five or six regular singles matches. So I'm like fairly new. I'm like super young, super green. Um. And oh yeah, and their and their manager they were managed by Conan. Oh, <laughs> love Conan, dude! Like, so check that match out for a private dentist company. Man, those uh, those
0: dentists are into some stuff.
3: They're, they're in it, <laughs> but they loved it. They loved. It. I mean, I don't know how much wrestling they actually liked, but <laughs> it, the show was phenomenal. The production was outrageous but <laughs> incredible um, and the match was the match what it was you know it, it was what it was and we got we got through the match i got to work with uh, you know a little bit with everyone i took i took a bump on thumbtacks i took a couple chair shots um the the finish was bestia giving me a canadian destroyer onto something and yeah, it was just a really fun, fun night. And afterwards, we were treated like kings. I mean, everyone wanted photos of us. They didn't even know who I was, and they wanted photos with me. And wow. I was covered in blood. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting tips. I'm, I'm being given tacos. Yeah. And I, <laughs> like they're just feeding me. They are they just want. They just want me, to, and they wanted me to sit at their table, you know, like, like Wildman Blood. Like it was just crazy. <laughs> wild. It was so crazy, but so much fun. And just a really fun, fond memory I, I hold um, for professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. But I also um, wrestled in uh, IWA Mid South. Okay. Oh, cool. Uh, it was the, the event was Kings of the Crimson Mask. And I had a death match with Devin Moore, okay, and that was another fun one, just my first time flying out for a booking, okay, and you know I remember just thinking like like this is it, like this is what it's like to be a wrestler to wake up early to hit the airport early mm-hmm. to get on a flight, be uncomfortable for two hours, get picked up at the airport by someone you don't know uh get to the Venue, you know, and prepare, have the best match you can have, and then hit a fly back home. Like that's mm-hmm. the pro wrestler lifestyle that I imagined, and you know, I'm t- like I tasted it, and that's all I can think about. Like that's the schedule, that's the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- I'm ready. I'm ready to fly out more places. I'm ready to fly again and travel out and wrestle in every state in every country that I could.
0: That's awesome, I hope you get more opportunities too. Where can we
1: find this 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 dentist match? Is it on youtube somewhere oh, now I, no. have to,
3: I have to tune into it <laughs> Man, I wish it was on tape oh my God oh. <laughs> I, I don't remember any cameras i really I really don't there was there were no cameras. It was a private event It was a private show I was so taken care of um and i I actually did i I did get to learn a lot from that event and from that match
1: Mm. from my opponents.
3: So it was just all positives all around. That's awesome. And to have it on tape would be the holy grail. (laughs) I'm sure someone swiped up. Phones footage for sure. Oh, there was definitely a lot of phones
0: up.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) So before we uh, ask our ending question that we always do, I have one more for you. Uh, what is your proudest moment in wrestling? Was it like a title you won, a certain match, or anything that kind of stuck out to you? Um,
3: when I began wrestling, my trainer, Andre Verdun, who was also the booker of the show, he, in my first year, like, I mean, it was, we were doing a show a month, uh, Two of, two of those months were a a double shot. Um, I in 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 UEW my first year I lost every single match. Wow! Like, I was like zero and fifteen by the end of the year, and wow. um, and then I, I I I never questioned it. I really didn't care, you know. Like I yeah, I I was taught super early. Like you you come into the business on your back and you leave on your back. So, and then I – I that was already ingrained in my head. So, I was like, okay, I don't really care about wins or losses. I'm, I'm just shocked I'm a pro wrestler, to be honest.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm just happy to be
3: here, to, to be honest. Um, but I remember my first win was uh, the first round of UEW's Cruiserweight Tournament, which was also um, – like a rookies tournament where they would scout out other talent across local and, and introduce them to the UW crowd. Um, So I got to wrestle a lot of outside talent as well. Um, And I just remember taking my first win and moving on to the next round um, and actually winning that whole tournament that my my first win, were we're three back to back. Well, it was a two day event, so I had the mm-hmm. one on um, the one on Saturday, and then the, the double win on Sunday. And I won the cup, and I remembered like, wow, like this is actually a really good feeling. Like yeah. people were congratulating me. Um, I had people were asking me for a victory speech at the end, which was not prepared. And it probably was the crappiest thing I've ever in ever, <laughs> <of> all <laughs> history. Um yeah i mean or you know like forget that like even just being in the ring for the first time like man Mm -hmm. like what a victory that was you know yeah all the hard work paying off for sure like i remember just circling the ring and like looking at the people and it was just like how the hell did i get here like how how am i doing this right now this is so insane
0: man that's crazy no that's a good answer i like that a lot all right, Kyle. I think it's time. You think, you think it's time? I think it's time. All right. So we have one more question that we always <laughs> ask at the end. Uh, Dylan always gives me crap for this one. but It's a big finish. Yeah, so it's just a fun question, honestly, non-wrestling related. You'll um, be disappointed. Yeah, probably. Uh, anyway. <laughs> What, so what popular food would you be completely okay with not eating for the rest of your life? <laughs> so I, just, mine, I just spit my water out, <laughs> by the way. So, <laughs> mine is bacon. I'm not a bacon guy. I'm totally okay with not eating again for the rest of my life. Ice cream, I'm not a huge fan of it. I'd be okay with not How eating. How could you far. not
3: be a fan of ice cream? I, I don't
0: know, man. It's just, it's, it's, wow. it's not something that I need. You know what I mean?
3: You're, you're the heel.
0: To be honest, yes. yeah, yeah, that's right here. He is, no, he definitely, is the heel definitely, on
1: this yeah. show. Yep, yeah. He drinks Haterade every
3: morning. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay, well, one food like I have to like it or no, I, no, no. So I already what, dislike it.
0: So it's basically like what popular food that like a lot of people like that you're just like nah, I'm good.
3: Ketchup, Ooh. roast. Oh, I love ketchup, man. I, I ketchup share that sentiment, actually.
1: Though. I'm not a big yeah, fan of ketchup.
3: You're, you're the
0: baby. Dude. You're the baby face, that's for sure.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: No, dude, I eat ketchup with everything. <laughs> I used to eat ketchup and pancakes when I was younger. I you're love ketchup. T- <laughs> that's so but Who gross. does that? I, when I was younger. <laughs> hey, maybe I'll try it again. Who knows? Maybe I still have the
3: uh, taste pa- buds. Pancakes is... and ice cream is the combo. Like, not pancakes really? and ketchup. Pancakes and ice cream? <laughs> mm. Heck, yeah. That's a dessert. That's breakfast you. and dessert.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting, you're making Dylan hungry right now, but
3: uh <laughs> Oh dude, I'm always <laughs> hungry. Oh, no. So you got ketchup, <laughs> anything else? Oh uh, man, something that I mean a lot of people like that I don't I mean It's definitely the best question
0: you've ever been asked, I assume.
3: Hey, I've been I've been stumped. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos! Out of all the questions, this is the one that gets me. I mean, I know there's a lot of food that I don't like. Yeah. I mean, oysters? Like, do people like oysters?
0: I love oysters.
3: Jesus. That's <laughs> I mean, just being from you know back <laughs> east,
0: you know, I, I'm not you know I, I was born in Vermont, so I, I love all seafood. Wow, so that was like a snack for you guys. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm weird. Yeah. It
2: was,
0: yeah.
1: Doritos and oysters up there
0: in Vermont, clearly together no i i just love to read it i mean but... he puts he puts
1: ketchup on
3: pancakes so
0: hey i, I used I... to i, I yeah. should
3: i should try it i should try it again gross yeah i want i want to see you eat it and i want, I want to see if you actually like it
0: yep you know maybe we'll put i up... will send you a video yeah. maybe yeah, we'll maybe i'll maybe i'll i'll get some pancakes i'll try i'll send you a video and then maybe you can send one back of you eating an oyster or something okay that, that sounds <laughs> like a good deal
1: that's gross. And you got any more
0: questions for uh, Mickey Rose here, Doug? No,
1: I can guarantee you'll never be asked that question on another show ever. You'll, yeah. you'll you'll remember us. Yes. Yes.
3: Hey. At the very least.
1: Wait, yeah. When
3: you get big, don't forget yep. about us.
1: You'll remember yeah, that question. <laughs> I'll
3: always remember the guy who eats pancakes with ketchup. I'll yeah, always yeah. remember
0: that guy. <laughs> there you go. All right. So uh, to wrap things up here, we really do appreciate you, Miggy, for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, we're yeah, going to spread as much possible our support as much possible to you. So go follow him on Twitter, at aka Miggy Rose. If you have any shows in the Midwest, let us know so we can come check them out. But that's it for us. We're on the road to WWE's WrestleMania Elimination Chamber. It's not what it's called. (laughs) And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks again, Miggy. Thank you so much, guys. It was so much fun.
3: Yeah, have a good one. I'll see you guys.